0: Last week we started exactly the same time. I didn't have to move the audios at all. Nice. We hit record. How how crazy is that, Joe? Yeah, well You're like a hundred miles from me and we pressed record at exactly the same time. We're just in sync.
1: Yep. Today we were supposed to start recording uh, like right at nine and I texted you a few minutes ago. And said, I don't know, I'm going to try to be ready at nine, but I dropped my car off to be inspected and I'm walking home Mm -hmm. and you you texted back, me too, (laughs) 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 which I think is very sweet that we have, that we're on the same inspection (laughs) schedule. It's true. It's true.
0: Well, Megan, Megan's car is being inspected. It was Gwendolyn's car that I dropped (laughs) off. Oh, no, no, no. Let's see if we can take it one step, one step further. Actually, I know because it's Gwendolyn that this is not the case. Um, Megan's car is not on the same schedule as Gwendolyn's. (laughs) Megan's car inspection has been expired for, I don't know, eight months. Oh, no, no, no. We're still pulling the COVID-19 card. Like, if we got pulled, that was our plan. Like, if we got pulled over, we're like, we can't go to a mechanic. There's a (laughs) pandemic. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs)
2: uh, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, Wendy's, but... (laughs) but what kind of preacher were you then? Did you scream and shout and whisper and pout? Did you shame people for all their sin? Preacher, I bet you were corny with all of your poems and your jokes. But I bet you made them feel by keeping it real and winking at your smoking hot wife on the second row
0: uh joe i'm 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 having crises again aren't you i went for like three weeks without a crisis oh wait wait
2: wait wait wait
0: wait 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 wait.
1: don't start yet are you gonna are you gonna talk about your church experience from last sunday Uh uh-huh okay because i that's what i I was just remembering that that could be the whole episode probably (laughs) i don't know what the experience was but yeah we'll see okay start over and say
0: joe i'm having crises. i have a i have material (laughs) if that's not long enough Okay. Okay. What's my line again? <laughs> Joe, okay. I'm having crises again. Joe, I'm having crises again.
2: <laughs> <I am> <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: for real though. Like I'm I'm for real back in something. Something isn't right again in my head. Uh, okay. About all of this faith stuff. Do we need to rethink ending crisis of faith are you maybe are you are you back in the middle I of might it? be okay. back in like I think there could be there could be a rhythm to um repentance and change and crisis that I thought I was like on the other side of, and in fact it's just
1: a bigger cycle it's than you just thought a <laughs> bigger yeah there's <laughs> yeah. just more
0: to it than this yeah um well, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, the place where we had where we had felt like we had landed. Um. with a lot of things was just not feeling that angry anymore and and for me I can't speak for you on this but for me I was just feeling sort of unmotivated to even address it I was just you know feeling a little bit of and I still feel this mostly yeah. like this is 80% of it is still just kind of giving up <laughs> it's like why why talk about anything if you're not angry about it yeah why talk about it if you're not angry about it why? I mean, even if you are angry about it, why talk about it to people that it's not going to change anything? For um, <laughs> yeah, why? I, I don't know. Why? 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 Was a little yeah. bit of the um, a little bit of the position, and um, and of course, tinga tinga
1: tinga tinga. Do you know that show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Why? 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 Oh, I do kind of now
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I do. That, that sounds vaguely familiar. Tales
1: from Africa.
0: Oh, you should watch uh the Nickelodeon documentary by the way on Hulu. Okay. The outline were you a Nickelodeon baby? I mean, Nickelodeon kid? Yeah, yeah, sure. All that Keenan and Kel? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Pete and Pete. Probably like Rugrats Doug.
2: Yeah? Yeah.
0: All of it. This is there's a documentary about all of that stuff. Okay. And it's kind of brilliant. Like the documentary itself was was really fun and good but the whole nickelodeon story struck me as really pretty brilliant huh. for that season of time when we were the target audience yeah there was something quite spectacular about it um okay yeah i'll uh, check it out you should everyone should everyone today's episode of crisis of faith brought to you in part <laughs> by your mother's Hulu account that you're stealing <laughs> for. okay so um i had sort of just uh settled in my head i'm a professional musician um and a uh and a part-time hypocrite um Which kind of go hand in hand for the type of professional musician that I've become, right? In a lot of ways, I, you know, I sign these contracts all the time where I sign as artist and every time I feel very pretentious, it's like, I don't, an artist (laughs) would not sing (laughs) Wagon Wheel (laughs) three times (laughs) at someone's wedding reception just because someone gives them 30 bucks every time they do. (laughs) But I'll sign anyways. I mean, I guess what else would you call me? Um, so I've been doing essentially like musician for hire work for a church as well. Um, not a big contract, not a big, you know, it's just, it's basically like bar money. Um, but every week on Sunday morning when I can't get bar money anyways, so it's just a sort of extra, an extra check. It's like Um, bar money, but dirty. Bar money, but dirty, you know, (laughs) that's super offensive. (laughs) it's so (laughs) offensive to our to our crisis nation and their and the uh the church that their mother who pays for their hulu account goes to um (laughs) so yeah i i had kind of just like settled in my head like i don't care it's fine i'm not going to ask too many questions i'm not going to get too deep into it i'm not going to get too involved um and maybe I can be an evangelical from a distance and just be like, yeah, I get it. I know the songs. I know the prayers. I know I know the theology better than you guys know the theology. Like, I, I understand that evangelical and Christian don't mean the same thing, and there's actually quite a few Christian things that if I say, I'll offend you. Um, yep. <laughs> so I, I know what not to say even. And then for the past two weeks... Uh, and I think Crisis of Faith does this to me, right? We started recording Crisis of Faith again. I come back around to um, you 're my accountability partner on yeah. this stuff uh, <laughs> right and some of the and some of the crisisians are accountability partners you know to the to the whole thing and i 'm like all summer long while the pools are open i 'm just not paying that much attention to things, and then I start talking about them out loud to someone whose opinion I respect um, things that i just conversation i'm not having
2: i don't talk like that i I just don't
0: address it i don't talk about people's weddings after they're over i don't talk about casino money after i get it i don't talk about bar money after i get it i don't talk about the people who like are clearly too drunk to realize that they handed me a 100 hundred dollar bill and not a one dollar bill like (laughs) after it happens i don't do that um and then crisis of faith comes along and i feel like i should be somewhat accountable for my actions, and I should be somewhat connected um, to who I am as a person and what I'm doing with my time and energy. And this past week, my wife came to uh, the church with us, which, you know, she's done some. It's probably like once a month that she comes and brings the kids or something. And so she did this past Sunday. And the entire day was just kind of geared at all of the things that we hate the most about evangelicalism like usually yeah. they're spread out a lot of times they don't get it brought up at all like you don't yeah. always talk about Like it it's not always misogynistic it's right. not always you take one jab at the gays here exactly one exactly. line about hell there you know that is typically the, the case is it's like it's not a Christian thing. They don't talk about Jesus ever, but they yeah, don't sure. talk about hell every week. And they don't. Talk it's about, mostly advice about. Yeah. Like finances and marriage. And stuff. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But this particular Sunday, I should have wrote them down, but I think I can remember. Um, there was a moment where the the pastor said, we have communion elements At the front of the room If you would like to come up now We would love for husbands to lead their wives In taking (laughs) communion (laughs) Um, Okay so that happened Um, He was reading the book of Acts He was teaching from the book of Acts And read a passage from Acts Where he Where um, people had sold their possessions And you know Redistributed the wealth among their community And then met the needs of the poor With what was left after that um, and I don't even need to tell you what chapter in Acts that happens because it happens in, like, every chapter. Like, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the structure. But the preacher said that, and then he said, I want to take a moment here. This is not in the notes. This is not the sermon of the day. But I just want to take a moment to say there are progressive Christians out there who will try to use this uh, verse of Scripture, this passage here, to make a case for socialism. <laughs> to which my first response is no we wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are here and no we wouldn't. <laughs> um uh, but then you know he kind of went down this this whole rabbit trail of like capitalism is good and it's God's real design and yeah that's uh and and anybody <clears throat> who would suggest anything to the contrary is you know, a blasphemer basically.
1: Cause that's obviously Christian.
0: Like turn the other cheek mm-hmm. doesn't really come up. <laughs> it's just not on but, the radar. But Just make sure we don't get the wrong idea about redistributing wealth to people who need <laughs> right. more wealth. And then he, right. re- okay. So that's, that's another thing right there, which, you know, maybe I should be writing these things down. We could address each of them and make an episode out of <laughs> for sure. Uh, men Communion. Uh, socialism <laughs> uh, Yeah and th- Yeah I'll come back to it Because I want to I talk about that one in particular And yeah. then uh, He went into a A tirade about uh, Not having friends that weren't Christians Yeah And sure. not being in no serious relationships uh, Except you
1: become friends with people to get them saved yeah like as as a project right which is that's a fair point to say don't be friends with them because that's not you're not supposed to actually be friends you're supposed to yeah take people on working on them (laughs) to
0: see if they could possibly become a friend (laughs) like, like maybe they could become someone who could be a friend um oh and then he said uh and this was kind of piggybacking on the the socialism thing a little bit um he said that Americans are the most generous people on the planet because <laughs> of capitalism. Uh, yeah, sure. Because we're, of capitalism, we give away more money than anybody else on the planet. Um, do you have a, which one would you like to start with? Because <laughs> I need to address all of these. Uh, yeah. and then I need to address a meta-narrative <laughs> to okay, my own well, life and what, what is happening for me. G- I had a I thought of
1: something about what I, maybe is is your meta narrative I don't know what you were going to say about that but um it just occurred to me <clears throat> when we were talking at the beginning that um about Megan trainer <laughs> not about Megan trainer oh okay but y- you said something about like we didn't um you know we kind of, we kind of cooled off ab- about the things that we were angry about and so we sort of thought okay crisis is over and you're finding okay maybe it was just a bigger loop um which makes sense because i now am looking back to when we started crisis of faith and i remember us having lots of conversations maybe in the podcast itself but probably more than more so off mic about well, we'll just kind of pretend because we're done. We've already had our crisis of faith. Yeah. We've already deconstructed, reconstructed, whatever you want to call it. And we're, we'll just like remember back to what it felt like. Mm-hmm. So we thought we thought entering this podcast that we were like completed projects as it right. were. Um, Turns out and, he's
2: still working on me. <laughs> Make yeah me what i ought to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
1: um so it's not you know we shouldn't be surprised by the fact that we got to you know close to 100 episodes and said like okay we're kind of we did this yeah yeah <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Drew's like oh
0: shit no we did not <laughs> well it's it's a fair point it's a fair point i think there's something to that you're absolutely right we started in a place where we thought things were um, kind of settled, and now we're we're coming back around to that because that's how crises work. That's how that's how faith works. If you're yeah. working on your faith, your faith's going to work. How faith back. works. <laughs> it's going to come back on you. Um, <laughs> it's also yeah. it's also true, I think, that in palatable evangelical circles now we're not talking about Westboro Baptist we're not talking about like versions of this that are offensive all the time that the reality is that maybe 50 percent of the time I mean I think I even said this on an episode that it was like this preacher 50 60 percent of the time I don't I don't disagree with him. It's kind of like when we were, re- were reading over my sermons and we're like, I agree with most of this. I, don't, I think the way you're saying it's weird and a little gross, um, <coughs> but I don't disagree. And yeah. that's kind of like 50 to 60 percent of the time when this preacher's talking, I'm kind of like, I don't disagree with you. I think it's weird the way that you're saying what you're saying. But culturally, I come from the same, you know, I'm cut from the same cloth as you. So I can get on board with most of what you're saying. So it's also not, it's not crazy to think that for a six-month stint in this church that I could have had one or two moments where I was like, "Eh, I didn't like that very much. Um, But for the most part to say, but that's not really mostly what they are. And then to get a wave of it, um, and this is is what, what they call in church planting world a growth season. You know september like when church when when schools get back in session church attendance goes up so they see more visitors they statistically every evangelical church and like thousands of evangelical churches actually speaking of
1: really gross things to say yeah i just i've never heard that phrase (laughs) growth season (laughs) that's disgusting yeah uh sorry go ahead it is indeed
0: um So this is a time of the year when—because thousands of evangelical churches are in networks where they actually, like, they put in their their attendance data um, every week. And so that that information is available to everyone. Like, if you're in the network and you kind of agree to, like, yeah, we'll put our our numbers in there, too, so that everybody can look and see, like, well, this is what happens. The numbers always go up in September and October, and then they hopefully settle back down to a number that is— lower than the peak but higher than the previous valley is kind of the that, that's yep. what you hope to yep. happen and so we're in that and so um this pastor is doing more uh foundational types of teachings um like this oh is my who God. we are at the core we're actually we need to talk to the people who are new to this room to say like here is the shit we're really about here Because in the past six months, we everybody that was here has already knew what we were about, and that's when I was there, so I didn't hear them talking about the stuff that they're really about. I just heard them like passing time until they're ready for another growth season. I'm having a moment here right now because I didn't like this is not what you're talking about.
1: This has nothing. This was that was kind of just a a sidebar, like backstory to what you want to talk about, but. I just didn't know this language and this patterning that you're like strategizing about what month of the year it is and who's going to be visiting and how you're like that evangelistic strategy is not familiar to me. When I was an evangelical, um, evangelism was a personal project. You did it to your friends or to, to your people that you're not really allowed to be friends with. Um, it wasn't something I've just, I've not been in the church planting world. And that's, that's a gross (laughs) way of talking that I have not been privy to before.
0: Well, it's interesting because it's not. And and the thing is, it's not an organizational level thing. It's not a, like, this is what a church is doing. This is what evangelicalism is doing. Yeah. This is what they're all of them. life church dot T. you know, Craig Rochelle's church, Andy Stanley's church, uh, what's his name, Stephen Furtick, like all of the most famous evangelical preachers, they're all leading the charge on this and everybody else is following. Like everybody who listens to them, which is every evangelical preacher, is doing yep. the same things as them. Um, and so... Just not as well. Yeah. Not as a effectively. It's that's happening. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> My wife just okay. called me three times in a row. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then whenever I got her on the phone just now, she was like, I don't know what's wrong with my phone. It won't stop calling people.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, um, <clears throat>
1: sorry, I, I kind of interrupted you. Like took took you on a rabbit trail about that. You can get back to your <laughs> original no, point.
0: It's really interesting to hear um, from even from your perspective because these are these are still normalized things for me. Like it's still. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't realize that was weird until it until well, you said it was weird. Um,
1: the Part of the difference is um, about timing. I haven't been in evangelical culture for 20 years. And part of it is that I was never in evangelical culture as a professional.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so there's some things that are like, that might get communicated among professionals that don't get communicated to the pews that I just don't really know right. about.
0: Right. And there's like... There's a definite ickiness to it. There's a definite, like, shutter effect. Um, but then there's also, like, there's this is capitalism at play. It's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. It's a yeah, perfectly like natural business model. If you, you want to have a big church like Andy Stanley has, then do what Andy Stanley does. Like, that's what. Yeah. That's, that's how Chick fil A became Chick fil A over McDonald's or whatever. They're like, I bet we could improve on. Um I bet we could improve on the the brand uh what's the commitment to what's yeah, the word I'm looking brand for brand loyalty or something Brand loyalty I bet we could improve on the brand loyalty version of that maybe even charge more for our product and do a little like and I, and I bet we could make more money um and be more strategic about how many of these we open and all like that's capitalism that's what that's what's happening in church planting um, is is we're basically saying, here's what's working in the big ones, uh, and so let's do what they're doing. Um, but yeah. So, all right, there were four things uh, that I noticed this past week. I, full disclosure, there could be a lot more happening all the time. Um, there's been at least one or two weeks where uh, trans people are under attack um, in a very... In a very cowardly way, like obviously they would not use that terminology. I'm not even sure they would acknowledge that trans is a thing that people could, you know, identify as. Right. It's just more of like God made you the way God meant to make you, and you ought to stay that way. It's like, (laughs) um, it's kind of a pretty (laughs) weird position to take on when you don't take that on any other. Like you would you wouldn't say. Yeah, so we should all act like babies forever. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, But first one, this is the easiest one, I think, to kind of address. Uh, And probably the one that is probably the one that that I addressed in my own uh, life and in my own theology and mind the latest Like this is this is one that I'm uncomfortable with how long Um, and that is the we have communion elements. And if any of the husbands would like to lead their families or lead their wives in communion, we would love it if you came and do that. Right. (laughs) So I wouldn't have said that. I I wouldn't have. But but I said even on this podcast that it was fairly typical of me that if we were doing if, if a child was being baptized, that I would ask the father to do it. Um, I I can't remember I mean in risen church years I feel like I would have said would either one of you want to baptize your child I don't think I would have said it should be the guy Um, yeah but I definitely like that was ingrained in me but it's not a church thing it's an appellation thing I think there's it's or or at least the type of appellation that I came up from that it was like men were providers and that's and they're the leadership somehow in the house, and like all of that. Yeah, is just but you don't think that was old. old like that was thing. shaped
1: by the church thing too, though, right? Well, I don't know. It's a real chicken and egg situation. Well, it
0: always is. It, I mean, every one of these evangelical <laughs> things that aren't Jesus things are a chicken and egg situation. Yeah, like, right. Did we arrive at this conclusion? I I mean, I think I know which one's the chicken and which one's the egg, though. I think. <laughs> I think boys always want to control girls. Um boys always want to have the power, so they find the scriptures that give them the power. Sure. I mean, even the most quoted um idea on this that wives should submit to their husbands is followed immediately, if I'm not mistaken, by and husbands should submit to their wives.
2: <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah. Like well, even and- Paul, even even the most you know, my least favorite writer in the whole Bible is kind of on the side of saying like, I'm talking about mutual submission here. Not, um, not sexism. And even, I mean, there
1: definitely are, there's no doubt like real sexist stuff in the Bible, uh, not least in Paul. Right. Um, but that also is a chicken and egg thing, right? To what extent is Paul, or, or whoever is writing these texts, like that's also cultural. Um, right. So it's like they're recapitulating their culture and we're, you know, you, and they're, and they're using religious cause you know, it's not, he got it honest. Like it's there in ancient Judaism too. And like, um, so he's, he's recapitulating his culture and using religion to, uh, uphold it and then we use his religious text to uphold our culture and it just it's a you know perpetuating cycle yeah um self perpetuating cycle
0: well and it, and when you have a structure like the church and and especially the evangelical church that is completely dominated by men right it's the decisions are made by men um even like the denomination that i come from the the church of god um still it like had meetings this past summer where the women can be there but they can't vote um jesus. like that that still is how it works so um you talk about chicken and egg here like those those we're never going to revisit those scriptures and say like i wonder if really this is what was meant by that or more right. importantly I, I wonder if this is what jesus would want for his people or if it was possible that paul just hadn't Totally gotten a full revelation yet, <laughs> like, um, right. or or Peter or Jude or like, I mean, I think there's there's sexist stuff in all of the um, yeah for sure, in in all of the epistles and letters, um, and certainly in the in the Old Testament writings too. There, there's there's plenty of that. Uh, but anyways, it 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 hit me this past Sunday as just like, okay, I don't. And I knew this, you know, like, I'm not – sometimes Crisis of Faith, it makes sense to to play the idiot a little bit, to play the, like to, – to try to lean into the narrative. Like, let's have some fun with the conversation, so I might have to say yes and a little yeah, bit. or right. Uh, but – but I cannot argue that that is not harmful. You know what I mean? I can't say, yeah. like, that that's just a vanilla thing that's just, like, it's just a thing, okay? Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal that this preacher just said. Um, first of all, if you're not married, then I don't know what you're supposed to do in terms <coughs> yeah, of, Yeah, like, that's what as, I was going to ask about, like... to the Lord's table that Jesus invites every <laughs> person to, like, if that's the way that you think of that. Well, um, and if it's, like, if you're the sort of pastor who
1: is thinking about like if you're in a growth season right and you're thinking about how do we get more people into into this building i mean what about the single moms that are there think like just just from a purely pragmatic perspective
0: aren't you alienating a lot of people i you would think so Anybody, process. but alienating doesn't bother them they don't care if they're alienating sure. anybody alienating anybody I mean I think if you i think if you really whittle this down you start to you start to say like well, why are they a single mother? Sure, you know what I'm saying I mean it's the same thing that we talked about like with the woman at the well the immediate the the immediate conclusion is well
1: she she did she's a hell wrong. bag, yeah. yeah um but like I don't know. It's just, you know, it's 2022, and I I think, like, the queer community is still small enough percentage-wise that you can alienate that entire group of people and not hurt your church growth. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that divorced, like, single parents is still that small. <laughs> um Yeah of that's a true. of a population that like eventually and and that's also going to be true uh, for everybody else too i mean eventually like that that becomes a non-pragmatic
0: growth season strategy <laughs> right right and that's and that's even just one section uh you know to talk about like single mothers or divorced wives or something like that like you also have like people who just aren't married yet or aren't going to get married, like yeah, you're, right. you're just you're you're talking about women, period. Um, and then even about? on top of that, married women who are like, what the fuck, <laughs> like, like plenty yeah, sure. of married, maybe probably most married women are going to be like, what? <laughs> I can't drink unless he gives it to me. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't take a cup from the hand of Jesus unless it goes unless my husband takes it from Jesus first like unless my husband is the one who actually interacts with God on my behalf and then hands it to me like my and that is that is what we're saying when we're saying men are the spiritual head of your household what we're saying is really God only connects with the guy well it's kind of like intimate levels on the deepest levels one of the things that I heard all the time
1: growing up in, in the Baptist church, I don't know, I assume that you had a similar kind of thing that, like, Catholicism we thought was a cult, um, right? And right. the the things that I knew about Catholicism is it's a, it's a cult, and the reason it's a cult is because they worship Mary, which is not true, and that they... They don't pray. Catholics don't pray, which is absolutely just a ludicrous assertion that they only ask their priest to pray for them. Um, Like, this is just not based in any... I have no idea where they got, where they came up with this. This makes no sense at all. But, uh, like, it's just, it's simply not in any way true. But, um, that's exactly, that's exactly what they're saying. For women, if you want to, you know, if you want to talk to God... You need an intermediary.
0: Yeah. That that's it exactly. You need you need uh, some type of priest figure between You need you some balls and God. <laughs> you want you want that to be the title of the episode? Yeah. You need some balls. <laughs> no. Joe, I draw a line. <laughs> okay, uh <laughs> So we can't be friends with non Christians. Let's address that yep. one next. Uh no no unequally yoking. The other three things that I wrote down as like my, my four elements to discuss are not things that I held to maybe ever. I don't yeah. ever remember thinking that this unequally yoking thing which I mean I was I was dating the woman I was going to marry by the time I was eighteen or nineteen years old, but but I will say this. Before that Although I was like iffy about whether or not I would go out with a girl that wasn't a Christian, like in high school, there were plenty of girls that if they came up and they were like, Hey, you want to go out? I would not have been at, I would not have asked, like, (laughs) confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. Like, I I wouldn't have done that. I didn't really pragmatically think there was a whole lot to that. Um, And I also, oh, I did. Always had always had friends who were outside of the faith um now whether or not i thought of them as projects i I probably did for a long time i mean probably until i was 25 or 26 um i would have definitely thought of like anybody who wasn't but i wouldn't have ever thought um that i couldn't be in even close friendship with people i mean I, i I I shared, I lived with people who told me they were atheists. It was like thought of as my best friends. Um,
1: I, I definitely, well, I think I told a story. I know I told a story on, on this podcast um, some time ago about, we were talking about like purity culture and stuff. And a girl that I was like really good friends with in high school Um, sent me a message and said like hey you shamed me (laughs) because we kind of went out on a date or two or at least like hung out you know outside of school a few times and then like you found out that I wasn't a virgin and it was like yeah like you never you ghosted me and yeah I mean I I don't remember actually doing that but Um, I I'm certain that I did. Yeah, Yeah. it totally checks out. Um, and, and I, I definitely like I had friends who were not, you know, all of our friends were probably Christian in the sense that like everyone in West Virginia is a Christian, um, (laughs) But they weren't in it evangelicals like we were, but I wasn't going to be good for, you know, I would talk to you in school, but I wasn't going to be good friends with you if you weren't in it. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I I guess I would have to admit that probably practically there there was a little bit of like, I know, I know I've said even on this podcast at some point um, that I thought of when I believed in hell, I thought of those people as somewhat temporary. And so I did I did buy yeah. into the whole, like, I'm going to live forever and they're going to die and burn. Um, yeah. So, like, let's not get too attached, I guess. Well,
1: part of the dynamic difference, too, is probably that you were you were a musician, right? And so you had this kind of community of people yeah, because people of that. Lived with me,
0: that is, like, the people who lived with me <clears throat> who were uh, atheists was, like, a musician that I played a lot of music
1: with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I, was, I I always, all my friends were church friends until I went off to evangelical college. And then all, you know, it's like,
0: right. That's just how it was. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, uh, I, I wonder, so the thing that was actually said was something about, um, you just don't have any business dating anybody who's not a Christian. I don't, I, I, I knew most of the people there were like married or whatever. In the room. Well, yeah, um,
2: you,
1: you can't be talking about dating when everyone has to bring their, like everyone's husband has to drag them to the right, right. communion <laughs> rail. Uh, all
0: right, the, the third one, and the, the, the
1: third and fourth are really connected. Wait, um, before you do this, can, can we circle back real quick? What did Megan say or do about the communion thing? Did, she, did you serve
0: her communion? No, she just we just didn't take it. Oh, you just didn't go. Okay. Yeah, we just didn't do it. Um, for one thing, I was on the stage. Oh gosh. Gotcha. I was playing I was playing the piano. Yeah, um, poor poor Megan, she can't even have communion. Right, right. <laughs> Her husband's busy.
2: Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> she just come up, come up on the stage. <laughs> Please, sir. <laughs>
0: um no, we wouldn't have. I we're I wouldn't have even pretended on that one. Yeah. Communion is still something that matters to me very deeply. Like I, yeah. I, I hold to that whether it's a sacrament or a ritual or whatever. Like I, I don't even. I think I know what I what it is for me, um, and th- which is why like messing with that thing in that way really really mm-hmm. pissed me you. off yeah. uh, on Sunday. Like that's that's one of those things that just. that's one of those things where I'm like bro this is not your invitation to give like that's my that's my honest thought about it is like you can talk about what evangelicalism is all you want you can you can have your little political party in this room all you want but then you can't take a you can't take a cup that jesus has offered to someone and then say but but he didn't really mean you like that's a that's crossing a line for me that's just um unforgivable honestly it's like you can't do that and um but yeah then uh so socialism you're a progressive christian joe do you use the book of acts to prove that socialism is the way of god i mean a little it's what the lord (laughs) desires
1: i i mean i yeah there's no shame in that because i would a little too but I have made the claim because it's not well. This is not even just this is not even as a progressive Christian. This is just as like a Bible scholar. Yeah, I have said like like this was a communist community. Yeah, the you know and whatever. It's not me who says that we have to follow the pattern of the Book of Acts. That's it, you guys. It's you. <laughs> you yeah. let <that> say that. <laughs> that I don't is... think the church looks anything like the first century church. But if you want it to, that that was a
0: communist you community. Need to do that. Yeah. That was my thought. Like, whenever he said, here's what progressive Christians would do, and I was like, no, I wouldn't. What I would do is tear you to shreds on this particular point. (laughs) 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 And uh, I would say, absolutely, this was a communist community. And do you know why they sold everything they had and you know, redistributed the wealth among themselves and then took care of the poor with what was left. Do you know why they did that? Cause Jesus fucking told them to all the time. <laughs> that's why, that's why it's not just this one time in the book of Acts. It's also throughout the gospels when Jesus shows up and he's like, yeah, sell everything you have, give it to the poor. <laughs> why are they doing this like that? And that's the question that doesn't, doesn't get asked. It's like, some right. progressive Christians over here would try to use this to talk about socialism. It's like, no, actually, I think what this progressive Christian would do is ask the question, "Well, why did they do that?" Because
1: we would Jesus use this to told
0: him to do it. <laughs> right. We would
1: use this to try to finally get you to talk about Jesus. It's the thing we that we've been use... <laughs> wanting forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, yeah. It was that one was infuriate. I mean, I. I maybe i'm a misogynist pig i'm sexist i'm <laughs> racist i have all of these different problems that was the one that upset me the most it's like no yeah yeah you got my theology wrong <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you that whole that whole like women can't take communion without me that doesn't really affect me that much i get all the communion i want right uh, that offends me a little <laughs> offends me a little but but this this you're getting my theology wrong <laughs> right. you have misrepresented me <laughs> i also which this might this is kind of like a a, a, almost a sidebar quote of of tommy double O's, um because he talked about like why do christians want to be called conservative that seems like so anti-christ to be conservative right. why is the word progressive a bad word why they're like ooh, <laughs> let me tell you about progressive christians You're like do you know what the word progressive means <laughs> right. it means wanting to move the world in the direction of heaven like towards good things we want to progress we want to say we're not as good as we could be so let's move let's progress towards that like that's it's weird that that's the bad word yeah um, right uh yeah so so that hit me and then on the the tail end of that whenever he was talking about like you know these socialist countries they 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 pale in comparison per capita on their generosity Mm. uh towards the poor like the amount of money that is given away to nonprofits and to all of that and um and i have like not not biblical thoughts on that but just like grown up thoughts where i where i feel yeah. like i'm hearing a child talk about these things and yeah. i want to say yeah i mean i bet that's true cuz guess where all of the billionaires in the world live <laughs> right in the us and it's a tax write off so ultimately yeah in socialist countries you have you have officials whose job it is to represent all of the people like the particularly the middle class and the lower middle classes like they they exist they're in their positions to represent and to take care of them well in a lot of countries where you know you have things like um, universal health care these are even elected officials so like you get elected to your position to represent these people in America Jeff Bezos gets to decide who gets money, like he <laughs> right. he gets a tax write-off for giving the money to whoever he wants, yeah. Because he won the system. It's the I don't I don't know who I'm quoting here, but it's like capitalism is is God's way of deciding who's smart and who's poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
1: what are you gonna like? Does it mean anything for you? Is it your you're back in a crisis now. Like, yeah. well, what's your job like? Are you, is it like, are you contracted for the next year to
0: do this? Or like, how does that work? I'm and- I'm contracted on a month to month basis. Okay. Um, if I told, if I told him I didn't want to do, I mean, October's check is probably in the mail. So if I told him I didn't want to do it anymore, it would be like, and I'll cover October And then we'll do, you know, if you could find somebody for November or whatever. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really am in, like, all of these things just feeling important to me again and feeling significant to me again is part of the crisis. But another part of the crisis is, like, well, what what do you do with it now? Because, A, I mean, financially it doesn't make much of a difference to me it really doesn't like i i have booked less saturday night gigs since i started doing this like basically that was the big trade off is like i get my yeah. saturday nights back and i just go to church on sunday morning and i'm home by noon um yep. so i i can book those up again and it doesn't affect us at all really um it's not a financial decision there is like a you know i've i've spent 45 minutes now shitting on this sunday morning experience that i was a part of and there's a part of me that feels a little bit of a responsibility to uh, this community now because like I've kind of come into this this role with them and this role with this pastor who's a friend who I think is has a lot to learn and maybe he'll never learn some of it and maybe maybe will um that I don't want to just leave them hanging um but I also so the real thing that happened, the real rub for me, the conversation between my wife and I afterwards was, today, I didn't feel like a hypocrite in the same way I've been feeling like a hypocrite lately. Today, I feel today I felt more like I was doing something unfair to these people, even. Mm-hmm. Like, today, I felt like I was, I don't feel like I'm misrepresenting me, because I just don't say much, Yeah, <laughs> but I did feel like I was fooling them. In mm-hmm. a way that's like, all right, if you guys are in a growth season, if you're like trying to build something and and I'm potentially going to become a foundational block to that, which I've stopped going to any meetings and things like that, too. Like he he, I only went to two of them. And after the second one, I was like, yeah, I don't think I should be doing that anymore. I mean, they're they're talking stuff that I'm not going to talk. Um, yeah, they're, they're. I should not be leadership here. Um Right. I'm a hired musician to do a job. I'll keep doing that for a little while. Um But yeah, I'm in a I'm in a weird spot with it. I don't know what I don't know what to do. Um If I were 10 years younger, I would have quit on Sunday. Um I would have just said like just like rage quit. Yeah, I would have just been like no, I can't do this anymore. Um yeah. Well, if you were 10 years younger, you would have that's true. Believed a lot
1: more
0: of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess, yeah, that's true. Aside from the theology part, um, yeah, like I would have just if if I came into some sort of conflict with a leadership structure, I would have just been like, I'm done, I'm, yeah. I'm out. Um, and now I see things as as bigger and broader and more complicated, and like a big part of people's lives are on on the line here not not like not like life or death but to some extent it's like yeah this is but heaven cool. or hell this is yeah <laughs> <But> <laughs> this is like a really big deal to people in this community it's a really big deal to this pastor you know I'm filling a role that he couldn't get filled for a while and yeah. and he's not going to be able to fill again after i you know what i mean like there's one person that's there that might cover it some but i mean when he called me he literally said i called uh, all of the mega churches in the area, and said, "I have some money for this position." Um, I mean, he had like full time money; uh, he, he could have hired somebody full. Like, I refuse. I didn't want that. <laughs> I was like, "No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not coming in here every day." Like, right. Um, but he called, and they all said, "If we had somebody like fitting the description you're asking for, we'd hire him ourselves." Like, yeah. this doesn't exist. There aren't. There aren't just people wandering around who are musicians and artists who also want to help you do your evangelical church thing. Like if, if you're an artist at any level, (laughs) then you're probably going to be in conflict with (laughs) elements of this. That's what artists are. Um, So my, my cognitive dissonance is just like at a, at a real peak. Like there's just a lot about it yeah even down to the artist stuff i mean I, I said earlier in this conversation i'm not an artist i say that tongue-in-cheek too you know like i when i'm saying i don't feel like no i'm not hiring out as an artist for these jobs but somewhere inside like crisis of faith is me as an artist yeah um and, and you are an artist well, as a musician as a well music that i write just is not when as you're an artist uh yeah and even creating space like even creating emotion even when there's not narrative to it like even when there's not like literary narrative to it I'm I'm still doing something artistic there um that's uh truth is you know I still have punk rock in my blood like <laughs> there is still a part of me that's like if something is wrong you got to say something about that you got to do something about it you you can't just participate in it forever and uh that's annoying yeah Well, you're back in it, man.
2: I'm back in the crisis. (laughs) Preacher, you were a preacher, but what kind of preacher were you then? Did you scream and shout, and whisper and pout? Did you shame people for all their sin? Preacher! I bet you were corny with all of your poems and your jokes. But I bet you made them feel by keeping it real and winking at your smoking hot wife on the second row.